Hello and welcome to the Terminus Podcast. My name is Trevor. I'm drinking Sprite Cranberry. And I hate you. And uh, we are back after a while. Um, I've said that a lot, haven't I? You have. Just far too many times. Just way too many times. And that's on me. God, uh, we are really bad hosts. <laughs> you're... You're, I'm a horrible producer. Yeah, uh, you're fired, man. Clean out your desk. This is I'm using your desk. Clean out your corner of the room. All right, I can do that. Anyway, the uh, so yeah, as as the producer of the show, um, quote unquote, I uh, I take kind of the full blame for last week not having an episode. The main thing is that Jeremy did actually record an episode last week. He was with Austin from Cold Neon Fetish. Uh, you guys remember him from a few weeks ago. The interview was very good. The problem was there was lack of time. Uh, Jeremy and I both work 40-hour weeks outside of doing the podcast. And it is very hard for us to do stuff outside of our sort of predetermined schedules. Uh, we have a system that's been set up since June or July where basically we agree to meet at Jeremy's house Every Saturday night, about 11 o'clock, 11.30-ish, 12. Somewhere in that area. One, as in is, is the case right now. <clears throat> Actually, we got a free mulligan because of daylight savings time. I'm super stoked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yay, daylight savings time. <laughs> right? So, I uh, basically, there's there's been a lot of stuff going on. And whenever we record a podcast, I'm usually able to get the all of the files that are necessary for that podcast there that night. So that way I can go back and edit it on Sunday and then have time to do other stuff like laundry or cooking or the other podcasts that I do. And, you know, Jeremy was out pretty late with Austin and was able to get me the recording, but it was not until the next day. And basically I wasn't able to get you know, move enough of my schedule around to get that episode out. And in all fairness, That's I mean, me. th- there were a lot of problems with our recording. Yeah, I mean, there were like, some problems, but I mean, it was so many drunk people worst. just interrupting it. Sure, a dog in the background, shitty DJ. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I will say it's not the worst thing we've ever recorded. Like that, easily is one of the first two or three episodes of our show. Um, yeah, but you know. We forgot they existed. Yeah, it's, those those are coming down just ASAP. I didn't forget. It's just sort of lodged in my brain. No, like we're a just going to delete them just a- ASAP. Yeah, there you go. We'll just renumber all the podcasts. Everyone will be super confused. It'll be like Helter Skelter. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, hey, we've moved stuff over by like an inch in your apartment. Yeah. I bet you feel freaked out now. Yeah. Anyway. Spooky. Yeah, super spooky. Not necessarily when we need to be doing the spooks because it's November. But. Oh, no, man. That episode will be out. The genocide of a whole group of people for the sake of land. That is that is pretty spooky. That is very spooky. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Fuck white people. So we're also behind on the Patreon. We are. Yeah, that that's another thing that we, we kind of fell behind on. Well, okay. Jeremy and Co. have actually been working pretty hard on it. The, as far as getting the things that are necessary for the Patreon to be successful... Yeah. Um, the Patreon itself is behind. Yeah. But well, ultimately, we didn't want to just offer a bunch of digital content. Um, right. For me, for me personally, if a person's going to pay me money, that person deserves more than digital content, in my opinion. You know, and, and that's just how I feel. You know, like I don't want to take a person's money without being able to offer them something of of actual monetary value. 
You know what I mean? And and, and that's just how I feel. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I mean, I, I'm we're we're working on uh, some uh, art designs right now uh, through some other people. My wife included is uh, uh, working on a really awesome design. Um, right now, the goal is like having a baby bird with a baseball bat, just destroying the hell out of a buzzard. Be very cool. Which I, very I think cool. is going to be legit. Um, yeah, I mean, it, the stuff will be forthcoming. You know, it's it's fun fact. It takes time to set stuff up. Yeah. In this way, uh, but well, and especially be... something with value. I mean, we could yeah. easily just throw up something and be like, "Here, here's the thing. Give us money." And I mean, in all honesty, I don't think I myself or Trevor, for that matter, for as much energy and effort as we put into the show would really be comfortable with actually taking a person's money unless there was something of true value there. I can't, I literally can't ask people for money. Yeah. Like you've owed me like, I think $10 for this computer or something like that Yeah. for a while. And I just haven't asked you cause it's like, I don't want to be awkward. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's the thing is like, if, if we don't feel like we're giving out something tangible that people can enjoy forever yeah. as opposed to listen to the podcast once and like oh hey i got a voicemail yeah yay like it it makes sense to offer a physical product uh in addition to the podcast and that's we kind of talked a little bit about that last episode but uh you know needless to say it's it's just it's part of it's part of what we want to do and it's taking some time but we want to make sure that when the patreon comes out like one everyone knows about it and two uh, it actually has stuff of value that we can give out to people right away. Right. Um, but I mean, that's, that's just sort of the nature of things. It's, it's going to take some time. Um, luckily I am on a nine day break from you. work. Well, here's, here's what my break is going to consist of mostly. Uh, the first half of it is going to be sitting at home. Cause I, I, I don't want to waste gas by going outside and doing things outside. And masturbating. Well, okay. Uh, also, crying. probably. Tears is lubricant. Crying, yeah. While masturbating. Yeah. Uh, might be doing some of that. I don't know. I mean, Jeremy will definitely be doing some of that, but he'll have, have to ever, do it. Have you ever masturbated while while getting really sad to the Notebook? No. You should try it. No, I think I'm okay. I, I haven't either, but. Well, you should try it then. Like only like that last part. What? At the end? I've never just seen in, the notebook. And repeat. I have so never seen the notebook. Watch the movie. And then the very end of the movie, just keep rewinding the last part Can, while you jerk it and cry. How about instead of me doing that, on Wednesday night, I go out looking for Sierra Mist Cranberry, which is a far superior drink to Sprite Cranberry. One of you, please sponsor us. Any of you, like, give me a dollar. Yeah. Like, and I'm not even just saying, like, for the, like, sponsor my life, motherfuckers. PepsiCo, I see you. You all fuckers put it on Twitter that Sierra Miss Cranberry was coming out today. By today, I mean on the 2nd of November. Mm -hmm. And none in stores. The fucking Pepsi locator doesn't work for anything. I couldn't find any drink anywhere. Which is probably just like a bug. Does but, Pepsi exist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It totally does. You wouldn't know since you can't drink caffeine. Um, I but... hate my life and I hate you for saying that. <laughs> Every day that I, I wake up, I feel the pain. 
I feel ill, but I want caffeine so badly, and I can't drink it. I can't drink it because I will I will get covered in hives It'll and I will turn into look a cranberry. like I will straight up look like a cranberry. A cranberry, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, fucking Pepsi, I see you. I know what you're doing. It's bullshit. Anyway, I guess we're gonna go ahead and take our first break now. Hi, baby birds. We are back. We are back indeed. So, Trevor. So, Jeremy. What's up with Trump's Twitter? Uh, well, Trump's going to Southeast Asia. Well, I mean, most of Asia. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he was mysteriously absent from Twitter recently. Which was a good thing. Yeah. For like 15 the, minutes, he actually didn't have a Twitter account. The world is a better place with less Trump. It was true. And see, everyone is uh, everyone is commemorating this time where we were without Trump. In fact, I even tweeted, uh, this Twitter account does not exist. Tap to retry. Um, in memoriam of Trump's Twitter disappearing for 15 minutes. So, uh that's actually a fun time. Um, yeah. As Trip, uh, Trump is getting ready to go on to his uh, South, or just sort of Asia in general tri- uh, trip, he lost access to his Twitter. It got deleted off of the Twitter uh, mainframe by a disgruntled Twitter customer support employee who had access to the big red button. Yeah. Now, this guy is undoubtedly a hero for what he's done. and or I, You know what? I'm not even going to assume who, that they are a guy. Could be anyone. I'll buy that person a drink. Whoever I, they it is. Uh, they deserve. Uh, if if I can think of anybody who deserves the movie, thank you for your service. Uh, it's this person. Yeah. Because they have done an amazing thing. Uh, at the very least, they have supplied me with enough stamina to last for the next uh, five hundred years of Trump God Emperor's rule. No. Uh, but anyway, the uh, the the person who who has done this thing was basically uh, disgruntled and they were walking out and like you and i we both work in customer service and mm-hmm. one we know we none of us have access to the button like neither of us have access to that big red button we cannot delete our customers respective accounts that easily uh and second um you know it, it's that is a ballsy move i have to say like for anybody because doing that kind of thing Everyone says, right, you are going to have the you're, you're going to go out with a bang, right? Like that's yeah. everybody says that like I'm going to I'm going to flip over chairs and, you know, like suddenly John C. Riley's in the house and pooping Sharon's <laughs> dusk. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, we all we all imagine like we're going to go get toilet paper from the toilet that has been wiped with and just smear it on, you know, something. And everyone says, you know, they're going to do this wild bonkers shit. And they never actually do it. Yeah. Because usually when you get locked, like you, you have your last day, you don't want to like get disqualified for other jobs. Right? You don't want to get like right. turned into a pariah in the community from which you are about to get hired. And so you, you just kind of like go out with a whimper. And, and everyone does this. And it's, it's no one's fault for doing this because it's like, you know, at the end of the day, we need money more than we need to make jokes. Right. Um, unless you can somehow make jokes and money, which right. I hear is a thing you can do, but most of the people who do that aren't funny, so I don't get it. Um, but 
This person actually fucking did it. The mad person. We have, we have no idea who this person is. We don't know if they ended up in jail. God, I don't know I if this not. is a federal offense. Someone because... needs to put together a GoFundMe if that's the case. Well, right. And, and I mean, there's there's actually like weird implications here. Like what happens if someone deletes Trump's Twitter feed? Si- excuse me. Since it is technically protected. Mm-hmm. As a federal document, like it is representative of the executive uh, uh, estate, right? And I don't know if it's illegal to delete that information, and so I don't know if this person is in jail or if they're enjoying every bot drink in New York City for the rest of their lives, yeah, uh, or if they are just sort of unassuming because they haven't told anybody who they are. Like I haven't seen anyone interview this person. I haven't. They're just they're ghosts. Which I guess makes sense if you're a customer support person for Twitter, you're not probably going to say anything. Right. Because, again, I mean, there is still that aspect of, like, I don't want this to reflect poorly on my jobs that I'm trying to get. But anyway, uh, yeah, Trump's Twitter disappeared and he's going to Asia. And that leads us into the second thing here. He's going to Asia and he's very racist. Oh, he's just a dumpster fire. So earlier this week, Trump basically said that he was uh, really excited to go to Japan because they're a warrior nation. Yeah. Uh, so there's a couple things wrong with this. One, Japan hasn't had a standing army since the 1940s. I mean, he's been watching Mulan a lot. You know that. That's, and he's confusing them both. I Fucking Mulan is Chinese. Yes. I never said that. I never said Mulan was Japanese. I know. What I am saying, though, he watched Mulan and just decided all Asians were Mulan. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing. I'm he amazed that, that he didn't bring up the idea of trying to bring back a fucking dragon fair. as a pet. That's fair. Ancestral dragon. Yeah. Um, but no, he he, he called Japan a, a nation of warriors. I'm like, oh, this is real bad. Um, and then the. Uh, <laughs> Japan Times is reporting that he recently was talking with all of the leaders or heads of state of different Asian countries talking about North Korea. And he was complaining that Japan didn't do enough to protect itself. Again, remember, no standing army. Right. And here's how he put it. He couldn't understand how a nation of samurai warriors could let that happen. Could is... let North Korea, another country, threaten them with, with nuclear annihilation. It's almost as bad as a time that he said that he talked to the president of Puerto Rico. Oh, you mean him? Yeah. Yeah, that was real bad. I mean, so... Or the time that he wished his wife was at his side. And she was at his side, yeah. This is I mean, we need to run through 2017 and just pick out whatever we want from that list and it's fine with bush we had to try a little harder you know with bush we just had to wait longer right like there were right. gaffes every single day it was mostly right. like oh he went to the golf course but what but you dick. know he had the adorable trump uh, or bushisms that's the thing like at least we had that he got he got tongue-tied occasionally and we gave him shit for and it. and he choked on a pretzel here's the thing fuck bush yeah 100 percent like I, I will not engage in any sort of Bush apologism now that we are living in the age of literal nightmare orange, but fuck this idea that Bush and Trump are somehow radically different. 
Oh, no, they're not. Trump and Bush are on different degrees, right? Like, there is a spectrum from Trump to Bush. Mm -hmm. uh, Trump being the worst, Bush being kind of this milk toast, um, you know, sort of... <laughs> <laughs> like weak leader yeah uh you know on the right and you know you can get into all of the the weird social psychology as to why people believe this but like bush has done as much harm as trump has done now granted i'm talking about over the course of bush's four years eight um, years or eight years uh, fuck who cares um it's eight years too long and it's true but you know like over the course of Bush's eight years, he has done as much horrible shit as Trump has done in the last year. Right. Granted, that's terrifying because we've got three more years of this shit to go. And even if Trump gets impeached and kicked out of office, we still have Pence to deal with. Well, I mean, in in, in Trump's defense here. How? Okay, in Trump's defense. Does he have a juicy booty? Is that what you're going to say? Oh, man, I forgot about that ass, so... <laughs> No, that no, like God. Now you got me all. Oh, hold on. Just are you got, tingling? I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting the vapors right now. I just need. I need a moment. Anyway. Okay. No, I'm. I'm good. Good. He didn't have Dick Cheney behind him. Dick Cheney, I feel like was he's terrifying. Uh, no, he's an absolute. He's the only fucking man I could think of that he's could a shoot a guy in the face. And make the person he shot in the face apologize to him because that fucking happened. I know it happened. And so I was there. Yeah, you're you're right there. <laughs> I was right there when right it happened. There, you were standing He's right blam! next to the man who got shot in the He's face. Blam! Say yeah. you're sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and and that's the thing, man. Like you've got Mike Pence who calls his wife mother, and then you've got fucking mother. Then you've got like the fucking Grim Reaper, just just this dead eyed fucking zombie creature that is dick cheney fucking running everything and like i truly believe that dick cheney was a part of what made the aside from the fact that bush is just a horrible person but mm -hmm. cheney cheney just made that president watered what that fuel with yeah. fucking kerosene dude absolutely. like no i would agree cheney it was the bush and cheney regime like yeah. absolutely like bush was not fully like, he was fully responsible for what he did but he wasn't the only person there right i i totally agree with that and and the thing is is that trump by himself would be much less competent uh, well this is he, he does he's have got a circus he does have a circus of people running the show for him yeah so it's not just the bush cheney thing it's not just trump pence it's trump pence and then all of the fucking advisors who are currently continuing to do work for him even though oh, but they keep dropping like some flies, people though. you know some in the office i guess have misgivings about it now Mm -hmm. Like, where the fuck were those misgivings about it back in June 2016 when we're all like, hey, is this really going to happen? Like, yeah. what about Jeb? What about Ted Cruz, the Zodiac Killer? Yeah. Like, what? Like, how the fuck did this happen? And the thing is, like, Bush is fucking awful. Trump is also fucking awful. But mm -hmm. we're talking about differences in degree. And ultimately, sadly, I think what we're going to end up seeing is that Trump has eclipsed Bush as one of the worst presidents we've ever had. Um, from the perspective of the presidency must stay as a thing and we must continue to have the, the, the power relations that we do. Right. Um, 
because of course from the anarchist perspective it's all bullshit but yeah, yeah no, just, they're, they're, uh, they're just talking heads for someone else i mean the, the only difference in my opinion at this point uh between trump and literally everyone else frankly and this is one of the only he, things he's a meaner that, motherfucker well this is the only thing that i can give him and that this is the only thing i can appreciate and it's not even appreciating in a positive way right right but I appreciate the fact that I know at this point now I'm getting stabbed in the front instead of the back. You know what I mean? Because like with the other presidents, everything else is a sneak attack. Everything's just kind of like sugar coated. Right. Yeah. But then you've got Trump who's like, I'm going to get us fucking nuked all to hell. And like these fucking Japanese people are fucking samurai warriors flying through the fucking air, riding on their goddamn dragons and shit, shooting fireballs from their fucking hands. You know, like you had, you have like national leaders pretend who speak English, perfect English, pretending not to, pretending yeah. to not know how to speak English just so they don't have to talk to him. Oh yeah, I would do that. I mean, I would do that, and I don't know any other languages. Right. I'd be like, uh, no habla español. Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> but, fucking something. But you know, it, it's that fucking bad. But the reality is, I mean, again, going on the anarchist standpoint, I mean, at least you know what's coming now. Well, right. And and I guess the, the shit is about it, like, it, it, it's... There are often in every presidency policies that go unseen. I was actually I was going back through some of my old writing from 2012, 2013 and shit. And, you know, one of the things that we were talking about back then were drone strikes. Mm-hmm. Um, that was Obama's sort of secret hidden war that he was keeping from the public very, very barely. Like it wasn't like he was trying. This wasn't a conspiracy. Right. But he was basically like, "Yeah, drone strikes are happening. I don't really know what's going on during any of them. I'm the you know commander in chief. I authorize all the drone strikes. But you know, it's fine." And the drone strikes were a horrible thing. And yeah. still are. I mean, like it, Trump is still doing that shit. Right. But you know, it, it's one of those things where every president has these secrets and hidden agendas and wars that they carry out. And all of them are bad. All of them are designed to increase American empire abroad. Um, The difference between those other presidents and Trump is that Trump dispenses with the genteel nature of this. He is absolutely an imperialist. He is absolutely somebody who wants basically to own everything, to own the world. Yeah. It's but not he's, a- he's, he's bald-faced about it. He does not bullshit you about what he wants. And this, I think, ultimately translated for a lot of the people who voted for him into, well, he just says what he's thinking. But, yeah, he does. He doesn't have a fucking filter on his brain. And so, yeah, he does just sort of say what he's thinking. And he's, he does just sort of speak his mind and all of this other shit. But what he's speaking is basically like he wants to own everything but he doesn't want to actually be responsible for that well it, it kind of goes back again i can't believe i'm doing this but uh i talked about 1984 previously yeah. um winston is in the room with o'brien and uh he is asked do you know why um oh what what was it do you know why we um Oh man, like why why is it that we we want obedience? Why is it that we want power? Mm-hmm. And like Winston in the back of his mind and I think this is where people uh, uh, you know at least the fucking Christian right and all these twits that fucking support this shit. It's what they believe is oh well because of the 
the the the well-being of the the majority is better than the well-being of the minority right or the the better uh, better than the the well-being of a few and i remember he said that's the stupidest possible thing you could say winston it's about power yeah it, it the the big brother is not a means but an end yeah no exactly and and i mean i think orwell's critique of power was probably the most interesting uh, thing to come out of 1984 but going back to today and 2017, leading into 2018, I cannot be- fucking believe it's almost 2018. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got we've got shit that might happen. You know, there's always the possibility that the president could be impeached. Uh, impeachment does it not mean. It, well, here's the thing: impeachment does not mean removal from power. Impeachment means right. you have been accused of high crimes and misdemeanors by Congress. Right. Um, the Congress can then say you have to leave. But they have to have a unanimous – I think it's a unanimous vote. Um, I just heard an episode of a podcast that talked about this. Um, you know, They have to have a very, very high vote at the very least to get that done. If they can't, Trump gets to stay in office. He doesn't have any effective power. You know, Congress basically would run the country at that point. But he's still in office. Right. Now, there's also been word that he might not run for re-election. I don't believe that shit for a literal nanosecond. No. Nah. You know, because here's the thing. If Trump doesn't run for president, okay, fine. Who else is going to run? Who the fuck knows? Might well, be Steve Bannon. Well, this is a can of worms that got open that should have just remained closed. I mean, like, I mean... We've don't... moved the Overton window yeah. so far to the right that I'm actually afraid of who gets to fucking be you know, the presidential nominee I mean, next. At this point, I'm, I'm almost certain... That we actually had uh, could, if we wanted to, and and we might go ahead and push uh, Stewie from Family Guy saying "Cool Whip" on loop for ten hours as the next U.S. president. Jesus Christ, that would be terrible, and actually Better worse than, than where we are it's now. Any future, it's worse than any future I could think of. Uh, honestly, I'm already tired about talking about the next election. Oh, but it's about to get so much worse. It's about to get so much fucking worse. Next year is the midterms, and according to the Democrats, that's the year that they really start to get shit going. I'm like, okay, but what about uh, 2017? And, you know, all them people dying and shit at Trump's hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's it's fine. Whenever you have a party that's so focused on uh, on winning midterm elections and shit, as opposed to fighting for people's basic human rights like you know it, it, it's always going to end poorly anyway uh we'll be right back we're going to talk about another instance in which shitty men with power misuse that power oh shitty old men and we're back hi so Fuck, I don't, this is, this is difficult. God, this is not going to be easy. A few weeks ago, uh, well, it's been, it's been months almost at this point. Uh, I would actually say it's been several weeks. Yeah, it's been several weeks. Um, some folks came forward with, uh, allegations against Harvey Weinstein, the, uh, one of the main producers of the Weinstein company. He was, uh, basically accused of, sexual harassment and assault by many people yeah and he got ousted out of his own company um it took a while for that to happen but he did and uh, that kind of brought on you know this this sentiment from a bunch of other people um 
who posted on Twitter and Facebook, Me Too hashtag. Yeah. And you can go back and look through those. Honestly, it's pretty gruesome to go back and look through that stuff. It's it's people's histories of abuse at the hands of men, mostly men, 95% men. And it's it's all very, very fucking disgusting. But what it's also led to is the discovery or I guess rediscovery or even just sort of announcement that other men in Hollywood are also fucking disgusting. Which, I mean, in all honesty, the Bill Cosby story should have been enough. You I would mean, think, right. But here's the thing. It wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't relevant. He wasn't yeah. still active enough for it to matter as much. As opposed to Kevin Spacey. Oh, God, that one broke my heart. The the wonderful, everyone loves him host, or not host, but star of, uh, House, of Cards. House of Cards. Pay It Forward. Yeah, lots uh, of shitty... Uh, American or, Beauty. Shitty, lot, like, lots of shit that he's been in that's been sort of hailed as some of... Some America's greatest, greatest yeah. film ever made. I mean, he was he was one of America's greatest living actors. Yeah, and then it turns out that he's he fucking sexually assaulted a a, a child. Yeah, a, a young um, boy. I think he was 14? fourteen or fifty. It was it's, uh, it's pretty sure it's fourteen. And and of course, he's not the first. There there have been other men who have been you know basically. Um, spilled the beans on by all sorts of men and women uh some of them still currently working in hollywood others not so much oh and Um, there's dustin hoffman dustin Dustin hoffman was just recently uh, announced that he was a shithead and it's it's honestly it's becoming one of these things where it's like you hear about it every other day there's a new one put out and the 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 kevin spacey one is um especially shitty because the way that he quote unquote apologized. Oh was, man, this killed me was to fucking basically come out as gay. I mean, everyone had sort of suspected that he was gay. He had never made an announcement. Yeah. Uh, but he officially sort of came out as gay in the midst of this apology to a boy, uh, who's now an adult man. I think he's playing one of the cast on the new star Trek. Yeah. Um, and basically said, hey, I don't remember this thing, but it was super shitty. Oh, by the way, I'm gay. So this is why that pissed me off. Um, I mean, it's that, a big stereotype from the anti-gay crowd, well, first it's not, of all. It's not just that. The, I mean, a lot of that, that stereotype, a lot of that crowd that fucking uh, defends that all gay men are trying to fucking uh, recruit little boys into their, yeah. their, their sex dungeons. And this, this goes all the way back to like the early days of Nambla. You know, whenever mm-hmm. they were trying to fight for their right to march in fucking gay pride parades and shit, right. you know, and it, it's it's that's where it really began the heaviest, I think, at least as far as I could trace it back, you know, mm-hmm. and it never went away. But then you've got shit like this that happens where it's like, yeah, I don't really remember touching that little boy, but I'm not really going to deny that I did either. I'm gay. Yeah, it doesn't help. Doesn't really fucking no. Help. You just really piled that up because that, this isn't this a little up. girl. You weren't like defending yourself. You're literally saying I'm gay, and and the way that I read it and the way that I heard it, I'm gay. So that's a possibility, and that that's fucked up because yeah, like that that there there's no correlation because no. you are a sick fucked up person. Does not mean that the community at large is full of fucked up people. There yeah. are several several, and I know many gay men. Who were victimized by men. Yeah. That is a problem. 
It is a problem. It's a fucking, it, it, it's, it, it's an atrocity. And, I mean, this, this whole thing has been a giant shit show for the men involved. And I don't mean this like, oh, poor them. I mean this in like, wow, you guys are really fucking responding that way? Yikes. Uh, I When this all started, when Harvey Weinstein was just getting his ass reamed by um, reporters and things like that for basically being a gross asshole, um, Woody Allen, famed uh, sexual abuser, and everyone's favorite uh, comic... Uh, rapist fucking came out and was like i hope there's not a witch hunt for all of these dudes i'm like so what the fuck what if there is i mean what i'm this is i didn't know that and yeah. i'm gonna be honest with you no, you didn't know that woody I allen was did uh, not know woody allen was still alive yeah you know he's still there i swear to god out that he was i saw alive. another fucking op-ed in, in nbc of all places that was like you can't just fire everyone who's been convicted of sexual harassment i'm like what no you should absolutely no you, you absolutely like should. here's the thing anyone who's ever been accused of sexual harassment um if obviously it's a, such a big fucking problem especially in the corporate world and also in the entertainment industry okay, where I, it's like one word versus another can i interrupt just real quick because there's yeah. one clarification i want to make because like we're not talking about sexual harassment no, like it's, it's sexual people, harassment and assault. The, the the problem is that that these individuals keep trying to take what happened and attempting to put it back on the person. Well, no, they're trying the to downgrade the uh, actual crime itself. Yeah. If oh, you could it call it a, a downgrade. It was just a youthful indiscretion. Yeah. It, it, it's so, it's you know. really just a change in words, but the reality is these people were assaulted. These people were touched. They were pressed into situations they, they, that made them very uncomfortable. The victims, it, they yeah. weren't just words. The survivors. Exactly. And and so, like, we, we need to stop this sexual harassment conversation well, it's and get down to the brass tacks. It, no, it absolutely it. is. Obviously, it's going to be a part of it. But the reality is that it's with sexual assault. Sexual harassment already exists. Yeah, no, that's it's true. already in that ball. Like we need to stop looking at that way and actually call it what it is. This is sexual assault. Yeah, and and, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, I have another solution for the person who wrote this article. Like you, yeah, sure. You maybe you can't fire everyone who's been accused of this um, because there are so many of them, right? Maybe you can't because literally it's everybody. Right. And so maybe instead of, you know, saying, oh, well, you shouldn't do this. Maybe maybe we should be educating people as to don't fucking do that and, like, show them the consequences of don't fucking do that. Well, and I'm not just saying, oh, you'll go to jail because a lot of people, especially in Hollywood, they're not afraid of that. They have money. They can get out of jail. They can go to expensive rehabs that are basically fucking vacations. Michael Jackson. Uh, when we'll get to some shit like that uh, here in just a second. But, uh, you know, they'll go to expensive rehabs and, and they'll be better and then they'll do it again two years later and it's, it's going to be a big scandal again. Well, this um, is what happened with Harvey Weinstein recently. Yeah. Because, like, all of a sudden people are like, oh, but he's getting help. Good for him. He got help because he was caught, you piece of shit. Yeah, he didn't get help because he wanted to. He right. wasn't like, I'm sick, I need help. And is he really getting fucking help at that point? No, because basically right now... He was he asking is... his, his lawyer, who was a woman... Right. To basically teach him why sexual assault is bad. 
Right, right. And she and, quit. She's like, oh, fuck this. I'm and, not doing this And the reality money. is the, the quote-unquote hospital that he went to, the treatment center, is basically a fucking resort. Yeah. Oh, it's got palm trees? Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's fucking mind-blowing to me that that's how it's dealt with. Um, and honestly... Oh, it's you know, not being dealt with. That's the fucking well, that, reality. Well, that's a joke. Yeah. Um, I mean that that's that's what it comes down to is it's a fucking it's a it's a laughable situation, and I will say this, um, you know it's it's a difficult thing, but so many people came out and talked about their experiences, uh, whether they were celebrities or not, and at the very least said you know me too, right? Uh, it's it's a fucking it's it's daunting. It's, it's, it's not shocking because I've known people who've been sexually assaulted. Right. You know, I'm good friends with people who have been sexually assaulted. We all know those people. Like, I don't know. I can't think of a single person who doesn't know somebody. Well, that's the thing. It's It's like, everyone came out and was like, oh my God, I'm so shocked at this. What are you talking? It's like, no, what the fuck are you saying right now? Are you that fucking blind to think that sexual assault... The reason people don't know about it, the reason they, they were so uh, shocked and appalled to see that this was happening to so many of their friends is because their friends didn't feel safe talking to them about it. What's... Because they often portrayed a lot of the same shit that led to the sexual assault in the first place. Right. Right. You know, like, the dudes who were like, oh my god, I wish, you, like, you should have told me I would have been there. It's like, yeah, maybe that's not what they wanted right now. Right. Maybe the person who just got sexually assaulted doesn't want another person who could potentially sexually assault them in the room with them at that moment. You know, whenever um, uh, th- th- this was a few years ago, um, yeah. but, uh, you know, I was new to the city and like I, I was always trying to make new friends, yep. you know, and uh, in the crowds that I was a part of, um, there was a very large demographic of women. And, um, you know, I'm just going to open up about some shit about myself Go for it. Um, to kind of show what kind of I, 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 I was one of those shitty people to a degree, not not the sexual harassment and assault people, but the people who didn't fucking understand because you just wear these fucking blinders and you just don't get it. Um, but like, you know, just trying to have like a normal conversation with a person. Not not with any intention of anything outside of, hey, let's just sit down and have a normal conversation. You know, um, I didn't really realize for a very long time that these people always thought that I had like these these secret motives. Um, mm-hmm. and, and this was through through conversation with other people that I, I started to realize and I got offended. It was like, you know, like. I had none of these intentions whatsoever. And, but the reality is like, that was me making it about me. Right. And and the the fact is right. Like, you know, I was weird at these people. We're, we're scared. We're scared about talking to women for the first time because we think we'll get turned down. Right. Right. Women are scared of talking to us. And and I mean, this, this counts for, for cis women, for trans women, for, for, uh, you know, non-binary people who identify as femme. Um, what they're afraid of is us. Yeah. Just full stop. They're afraid of cis men. Yeah. A lot of the time, cis white men. Yeah. Um, in, in any capacity. Yeah. You know, fucking basically (laughs) pretending to be their friend and then all of a sudden, you know 
things happen. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, and, and I, I won't get too graphic. In and this, and it, it took years for me to actually understand that and realize and, and, and accept and why it. Why? It's, yeah. it's not supposed to be something you're offended by. It's supposed to be something that. I, I should be offended for them, not for myself. Yeah, exactly. And, and and that's the reality. Like, you know, I I put up those walls. You know, I, I'm the one who made it that way. And, you know, and I still feel bad about that. Because the reality is, like, you know, had I maybe... How, how do I put this? Well, not necessarily, like, a, a, attempted to kind of make my intentions clear. Because it, it frankly... The moment that, you know, a person just said, you know what, don't really want to talk to you, that's where you just kind of let it go, and you just kind of move on, and, and just respect that person's Yeah, I mean, and- that's that's the thing, is like, there's no there's no talking to that person. If they don't want to talk to you because right. they don't feel comfortable, just okay. accept it. Time to move on. Just like, accept hello, it. Hello, yeah. goodbye. That's fine. It, yeah, it is. It's absolutely okay, and it's, it's something, like, when somebody puts off the obvious vibe that like they do not want to talk to you they feel incredibly uncomfortable with you in their space um the the game then is not to yeah make yourself bigger in the space it's to vacate the space well and and that's my that was my problem like i was literally that naive to because like i said i had no intentions of anything that i wasn't I guess trying to pick up on on signs and signals and things like right. that, you know, because I didn't think that there were any. Absolutely. But the reality is, I should have gone into that with my eyes more wider open or, or wider open. I'm sorry. Yeah. And and just understood my position in a circle of strangers, basically, and 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 respected right. that. And, you and know? like, I I totally get where you're coming from. I mean, I can definitely see it's it. It's badly from, worded, but I, I, I mean, can see it from another angle too. You know, I, I was in the same sort of group of people that you were in yeah. for a while. I mean, we've talked about this. Yeah. And, you know, there were always rumblings kind of under, like, underneath everything that, like, some of the people, the the, the more well-known celebrity-type people mm. that were around us. I mean, are we safe to just name it at this point? No, we're not. Um, okay. People who know, people who know will know. People who don't know will guess. Yeah. Um, but basically... The more well-known, some of the the folks in that sort of circle of people um, were doing some shit, uh, to put it lightly. Um, Specifically, one of the folks um, was someone who was, at at best, creepy around women and, and at worst, sexually assaulted some folks. And it's it's not gotten better in in the years since then. But I can definitely fucking tell you what happened when, you know, I found out about one that hit really close to home is you say something, no one believes you, and, and keep in mind, didn't happen to you, so you have no dog in the fight about, like, whether or not, like, you just, you know what happened, you say some shit, you, say, you like, you try to convince anybody who will listen that this is what's going on, and then these people with power and influence and it's a super tiny amount of power and influence compared to Harvey Weinstein, but it is power and influence will say, fuck you, get the fuck out. You're a poser. Like this is, this is a conversation I actually had with someone from this group. Um, you know, fuck off. You're, you're nothing but a summer, whatever the fuck. And basically just like, (laughs) 
pretended like the issue wasn't this person has sexually assaulted someone else. Right. And that needs to be held accountable. Yeah. It it literally it was it was about at that point, oh, you're just jealous because we're better than you at something and you just want what we have. It's like, no, I don't fucking want what you have, especially since what you have is somebody who's in your inner circle sexually assaulting somebody. It was that situation that made me walk out of that yeah. circle of people. I mean, it, well, and that's the thing is that the, the only thing that you can do is walk out. And you remain silent for years until something like the Harvey Weinstein incident happens. And then yeah. you talk about it. And well, when you talk about it, people are like, whoa, where the fuck did this come from? Why did I never hear about this? Probably because the, the, the victim is heavily outnumbered and outgunned. Well, there's and that's that, the fucking yeah. problem. Uh, because the reality is, like, and I, I had this discussion uh, with someone the other day. About uh, this specifically or about just in general? Uh, there there, are accusations right now against somebody that I... Yeah, okay, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We're, we're not going into that, but... Um, you know, the problem is the this lies twofold. Because if you say anything in defense of the victim, you're wrong and you will be targeted. Um, if you remain silent, you're part of the problem. You're a part of the problem. Fair, and there, rightfully so. Uh, well, yeah, but the, the, the reality is there's not a neutral stance. And that's what I, I really want people to understand. There is, there a, yeah. is not a neutral stance. You cannot have a neutral stance on a person's victimhood. That is not possible. Whenever right. you, you're talking about somebody's physical safety, their fucking innocence, their ability to trust a human being and not hate themselves every time they look in the mirror, the, 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 whenever you talk about a person's feeling of corruption, there should not and is not a neutral ground. Exactly. It is either evil or you accept it and you're a piece of shit. Like, those are the only two fucking places that you have. Yeah. There is no middle ground. There is no, let's have a new, let's have a nice discussion and just meet somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. This, this is an entirely subjective conversation. No, motherfucker. This is an absolute objective. That is fucked up and horrible. You have destroyed this person. Yeah, it is. And exactly, I mean, like, the person that this happened to, that the, the situation that I'm talking about, um, was recently somewhere where they were thanked for keeping quiet for all of these years. I didn't know that. They were thanked for keeping quiet. And it's, it's one of those things where if I could jump through a phone and, like, just carpet bomb wherever this place is, I would have done so in that moment. And it... Here's here's the shit that actually occurs is that these things are happening all the time. They're happening everywhere in the country. There are no pe- there there are no scenes, there are no uh communities, there are no neighborhoods, there are no towns and cities where this isn't happening. And if you think that it's not happening in your town, wherever the hell you happen to live, um because you've never heard of it, because you've never seen it in ha- in action. Um here's the fucking real bummer of this whole thing it's probably happened right under your nose you've probably been to a party where it's happened you've probably been over to someone's house while it was happening you've probably had 
breakfast with somebody who sexually assaulted someone the night before. You don't know this because nobody's going to tell you. Because why? Because you know the person who did that thing. And you don't want to believe that the person who did that thing could do such a horrible thing because they're your bud. They're your friend. They're your bro. Right. And I, I cannot stress this enough. Not knowing is fine. Not knowing that an individual event happened is okay. Because a lot of the time when these things go silent, they go silent for years. And if you're new to something, you'll likely never have heard about it except as a rumor. And I understand. But when you do hear about it, when you do hear something, if your first reaction is like, that can happen because it's a band or it's a person or it's a, a comedy troupe that I like, that is where you're taking Jeremy's evil side. That's where you're basically saying, no, I want to be a horrible fucking person. And I don't care about people's dignity, agency, and safety. And if that is you, if that is someone that you want to be, feel free to listen to any other podcast. Just go fuck yourself. Essentially, and I can't stress this enough, this podcast we absolutely have plans and desires for. But we have every intention of doing so under our our, our own terms. Sink or fail. We know that it will be be, with our integrity still being intact. By no other terms. We do not wish to entertain or share the company of any person that is able to sit there and justify things of such a heinous, fucked up nature. It's not going to fucking happen. The Terminus podcast, I said a long time ago, this is a safe space, but inside this safe space, you are in danger if you are one of those people. You can mark my words on that. When we come back, we have one more story of shitty old men. And I think you'll like this one. Well, I don't think you'll like it, but I think you'll uh, you'll feel where we're coming from. It's interesting at least. We're back. We are back indeed. Shitty old men. Let's keep going with it. Let's keep tripping down this rabbit hole of misery. Okay, now what if I told you that someone could be a shitty old man and a victim of shitty old men at the same time? My mind would be blown. Well, say no more, because we have an example of this. And before we really get too deep into this example, I do want to very, very highly stress that in this example, we are not saying that this person... Uh, that their victimhood or that their survivorship is in any way diminished by the fact that they're being a shitty old man about this shit. Uh, But it is something that in context is kind of really gross. Especially whenever you consider the amount of... You could be saving people. Yeah. But at a price. Exactly. That's, That's where we're at. Corey Feldman. Fuck. Uh, 
Corey Feldman's situation is hard to talk about because, of course, it's hard to point out any single individual and go, I know exactly what that person's thinking. Yeah. Uh, but Corey Feldman is a survivor of childhood sexual abuse at the hands of powerful people in Hollywood. This is something he has said for years. Um, he said it on talk shows. He said it in memoirs. He said it all over the place. I mean, he's even talked to police about this. And shut down at every turn. And he's been shut down at every turn. And, But it can also be corroborated by, yeah. honestly, by a lot um, of the people, people he worked with. who are less crazy at this point. Well, And that's, that's kind of the thing, is that a lot of the time when people sort of discount Corey Feldman's story, it's because... He appears to be mentally un, uh, unwell. I don't want to say it's mentally unwell. Um, I, I, I want to say that he's, he's got a, Yeah, he's, he's eccentric. Um, and and but, that may be as a form of coping with abuse. And, and it's very true. And, and I'm, not, I'm not attempting to throw shade in his direction no, over this. We, we won't you know. go back. Like We um, won't try to fall into any of the yeah. traps that we mentioned in the mental but, health episode. But what I am saying, though, it can be corroborated just by a simple Google search of someone yeah. like Elijah Wood. For instance, yeah. Elijah Wood has has come out about this as well, and Elijah Woods, the response Elijah Wood received um, wasn't as harsh. But it was like, uh, "Oh, are you sure?" Yeah, it, it was more of a like nice little pat on the shoulder, like, and eh, okay, these are people we don't talk about, right? Yeah, and and so I mean, I definitely I feel where Corey is coming from when he talks about what he's talking about, and I believe him. Um, you know, that, that's something that will always be the case as long as he's, you know, talking about it, I, I believe what he's saying. Right. And what really sucks about having to say that is I don't believe in what he's doing. Not by any means. So for those who don't know, Corey Feldman has decided to, um, strike while the iron is hot with the... Uh, shitty men in Hollywood, shitty men in media, Me Too, all of the, basically everyone coming out saying, hi, I've been sexually assaulted by powerful people. Um, and he's decided to uh, make a movie. Now, Corey would probably be great at a documentary at this point of the shitty men in Hollywood who abused him. I mean, it's just been welling up in them for decades. I mean, But that's not what he's doing. I, I imagine it would be just a mind-blowing documentary. It would be a great documentary, but it's not what he's doing. No. I'll tell you what, like, this is out of his own mouth. He went on the Today Show. He talked to Matt Lauer. He said, I'm going to be making a movie. I will be starring in this movie. Mm -hmm. It is going to be a movie that is set in a sort of semi-fictional Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a fictional movie. That's and I want right. $10 million. And that wasn't the promise that he made. And I want $10 million so that I can be protected so that I can fend off any lawsuits. Um, I want $10 million so that I can fund the movie. And this wasn't the promise that he made. No, when he made his original phone video, he was basically like, I have names, I need this money so that I can make sure these names get outed. I have six names right now. One is one is still very powerful and prominent in Hollywood today, yeah. is what he said. This was the promise that he made. That he was going to talk about them. And when he was on the Today Show, Matt Lauer asked him, okay, so why don't you say it now? Why don't you give us the names? And he was like, well, because I'll be sued. I'm like, okay. Lauer actually made a really good point. He actually became a journalist for a second right. and not the Today Show host. He said, okay, but if these people are still working, 
and you know who they are, and they've committed this horrible act, mm-hmm. which we believe that they've done, they are harming children potentially right now. Right. Why don't you tell us who those people are? And he said, I can't. I, and here's my shit. Having been somebody who has said, you know, hey, this is what's going on. What the fuck are you all doing? And having had that blow up in my face and cause immense issues for both me and the person who it happened to, um, I, I understand the reticence behind wanting to um, say it immediately. I, I totally understand feeling pretty um, nervous about talking about that shit. During this episode, I felt nervous even talking about the vague shit we talked about in the last segment. But there, there's but, one thing between that what we're and doing. spending decades tiptoeing around the subject and hinting at the subject. Like, I but know never all of directly, these Yeah, exactly. But never directly addressing the situation. Yeah. There's a massive difference between those two things. Because even what we just did, the reality... You still outed the those people. Yeah, I mean, people you still it out. went toe to toe against those people. I, I've I've seen it. Like I, I you know, and uh, not saying that the evidence is still there. It's not, but well, it is on another profile. But well, anyway. uh, irrelevant at this point. But the reality is that that's still the biggest difference between the two. You have personally named and addressed yeah. the individuals responsible which is something Corey Feldman himself refuses to do. And you've done that even in the face of physical threat. So Corey Feldman is actually on Indiegogo. He's not on, uh, he's not on Kickstarter. He's well, his project doesn't have enough inte- integrity to be on Kickstarter. Right. Well, see, this is kind of where we get into weird, some weird shit. He wants $10 million. He has two months left. He's raised $202 million or 202 thousand dollars he's raised two percent of his goal and if is he on a flex uh no he's he is at two percent of his goal no he's on a flexible goal he's on okay flexible okay yeah so so he keeps all the money regardless if he hits the goal or not so if it ends right now he could get two hundred and two thousand dollars out of this shit yeah and and that's the thing is that okay cool you get all that stuff you get his shitty album that came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you pay a hundred dollars, it's a signed CD. So, ooh, cool. It's a it's a terrible album. Uh, you get a signed DVD of the film he'll be making, and a personal email of gratitude if you send him a thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars gets tickets to the film premiere, and a hundred thousand dollars gets a credit in the film's titles. You get a, you get to become an executive producer. If you pay one million dollars, and yeah, he sold out of the fifty dollar signed Angelic CD, so that's fun. This is a gross way of trying to align yourself with an issue that's happening. Looking at the tears and the fact that he's on a flex, he knew he wasn't going to hit that $10 million. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is, like, looking at it, he's got, let's see, 100 
35 out of 100 people who have purchased the CD, the CD at the $100 100, mark. 100 at the DVD mark. He knew no one's really going to do the 1,000 tier. No one at all has done the 10,000 tier. Obviously, no one's done the $1 million tier or the $100,000. He knew that this wasn't going to work. He knew he was going to hit the goal. Like, I've seen projects like this in the past, completely unrelated to this, where they were literally just scamming people like the Laser Razor. Yeah. That that was a similar situation. Um, you know, the... This this looks like a Indiegogo of a person who has no intention of providing what is promised. And ultimately, the video itself versus what he said to Matt Lauer only further proves that point. Right. And, and so, again, I, I need to stress, this is not about his the, the things he's gone through as a person. Right. This is about what he is doing as a response to new allegations coming out about different powerful people in the entertainment industry. Yeah. And this is about how he is trying to capitalize off of this. It's exploitative, man. It's exploitative of, of tragedy. Like, okay, fine. If you want to sell your own story, that's fine, but don't do so while piggybacking on an actual like crisis right now without, while, while just cock teasing the media over, names that you just refuse to drop right i mean here's here's what the overview of his first of all his, the the category is human rights and this is what he has to say people have long awaited a response from Corey as to what exactly happened in his childhood in his book choreography Corey describes what happened but it isn't clear who exactly the predators are the best way he feels in order to tell the whole story is for Corey to come forward in the form of a film about his life he is making a docudrama about his life an autobiographical docudrama so that he can talk about the people who have assaulted him. Right. And which blurs wait by the way, it blurs too many lines. Because ultimately that Well, here's here's what can I know exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Here here the the film whatever capacity happens like however much money he makes, the film is going to happen. It's going to be pretty shitty. Yeah. It's not going to be a good film. It's probably going to be a film in the same quality level as The Room. It's basically going to be a film adaptation of, of choreography. choreography. And, well, well and, the, the fucking CD. Like, it's going to be that kind of quality. And here's here's the other shit, right? Mm-hmm. Choreography, that's a memoir. Right. He has described things that have happened in his life. A movie where someone else plays him as a young child getting sexually assaulted that's gonna be weird um yeah that's a weird thing i just thought of the people he names are gonna say yeah that didn't happen and this was a fictional movie by the way yeah this never happened you're gonna trust this this isn't journalism yeah well, ultimately, how does he think he's going to get away with name-dropping names in a fictional movie and actually expect to be taken seriously? That's my whole thing here. He yeah. can't. No. It literally is not a thing that can happen. No. And it's like, I totally fucking understand, his again, his reticence to talk about the shit that happened to him. However, this is the opposite of the right way to go about addressing who fucked 
his life over. And there, there is one thing that I want to say because this is one thing that keeps coming up in this yeah. conversation. Because I did not know about the Mount Lower interview mm-hmm. up until literally you said it. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is one thing that kept coming up. Why don't he tweet about it? Yeah. Okay. So you're super okay and down for it. It, it, let, let, let me backtrack a little bit here. Okay. Let, I, I kind of want to start let's, uh, in let's a start different place the, here. Let's start at a good place. I understand the need and desire for protection. Yeah. I understand the need and desire in a situation like this to have a retainer. Uh, for 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 a lawyer, a, yeah. a lawyer and shit. I understand the desire to require uh, ask her money for like filming equipment. If you, if you plan on filming this yourself, um, to um request for the the distribution of production of and promotion of this documentary. If right. you're wanting to get your word out as far as you as you want. There is a price tag on all of that. Absolutely. Okay? And if it were an Indiegogo saying, hey, I will name these people if I hit $5 million. Right. Like straight up, I will name these people if I hit $5 million because I do not have that amount of money and I need them. I need that amount of money for lawyers. Right. That would be fine. I would that, be like, that, that would here's, be perfectly fine. Here's 200 bucks. I don't have 200 bucks. I'll fucking I'll throw down for that. Yeah. I don't need anything else. Here's right. $200 for your legal fees. Right. Like don't give me your album. I don't like that. Right. <laughs> I don't need your book. I understand what happened to you and I don't need to know more. Right. Just as if it's if it's a simple thing of like I just need to raise the money for lawyers, cool. We're good. Right. But that's not what's happening here. Well, no, and you're absolutely right. Ten million dollars is, is excessive. Ten million. Um, it's not I've, even that. Is it's ten million dollars for a movie? Right. That's right. the lawyers. That's all up. That's the upside here. I mean, this is that's like, oh, hey, we have a mon- enough money for lawyers on retainer. Cool. The reality is that ten million dollars is more than what the Blair Witch Project had yeah. in its budget, and that was that was a blockbuster hit. Um, well, he's classic. saying that he's saying that uh, Hollywood blockbusters these days are, require at least 150 million dollars. That's not even true. I mean, it is. It's. It is true for most movies, but like, uh, that's not the point. D- depending the on the point. genre. Well, we're we're kind of moving off track. Yeah. The, well, the, well the, let, let's visit let's, this here in a moment. Let's Let no. Me, we don't even need to. Just like yeah. let's come back to the actual topic. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to derail too far because I will forget. Um, <laughs> but the reality is okay. So. I'm on board with you doing a documentary. I'm on board I would, with I would it. Absolutely. Wa- I, I wouldn't watch it because it would be fucking awful to watch. No, it would be a I'm good talking documentary. I'm actual like, documentary. Yes. I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about a documentary. No, me too. Like, I, I couldn't watch it because it would fucking, it would kill me. It, like, well, right. But you know that it's on record it. and is, it, it exists. Here and that, that's I what I'm saying. Names. That's why I'm saying I'm on board. Exactly. With the existence of a documentary because it is in existence. It is provable that this exists. Verify included facts. exactly. If you have any evidence about it, include all of that in the in the in the film. We're good to go. And like fuck, one, it will be your stage to talk about all the shit you've been shut down over over exactly, the last twenty five exactly. years. Nobody nobody can can edit you. Nobody can censor you. And this is where I'm getting at because so many people have said, "Well, if he's got that information, just tweet it." Okay. There's an old adage that says, if it's on the internet, it stays on the internet. 
regardless of how hard you scrub, it is there forever. You've heard it. Yep. What would you say if I told you that's not true? It, it absolutely isn't true. Exactly. Enough money, power, and influence. Well, here's the can thing: scrub I'll... that shit away, and I I can actually give you one piece of evidence. Or one. Yeah, actually, two of them. Okay. Two two, um, examples. Actually, you know what? For the sake of, of this conversation, I'm not even going into the second one. So I'll give yeah, you one. Let's just do one. There was a website. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It was something Medicare or Medicare something dot com. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was. <clears throat> this was pretty much a shit post site. It was a shit post, like as as I understand it, a, a shit post variation of YouTube, essentially. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there were a group of people who were involved in it, um, but the individual who actually ran the the website, owned the domain, all of that stuff, um, he had the um, he he had a change of heart. He became a social justice warrior and like had a lot of regret over the shit that he was saying on this website. Um, and he wanted to have influence within the, within the Antifa uh, uh, crowd and the, the feminist crowd. And the things that he was saying on that website didn't really jive with what he was saying now. And it took away his integrity, essentially. Um, so what he did, he ended up not only deleting the website, actually went to Google directly, had any record of the website removed. There were multiple mirrors of a lot of content that was on that website actually would link back to that website, had the original, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, like link information there and all that stuff. All that stuff's gone. Then he went to the Wayback machine because at that point, by the time he was done, after all the money that he spent, Everything was gone except for the record on the Wayback Machine. Went and paid the Wayback Machine, the the owners of of that website, Mm -hmm. the information, any information pertaining to that website no longer exists whatsoever, even in the Wayback Machine. The only reason people know of it now is because of the fact that people who were a part of that community outed him. They have screen grabs of the website in their own personal possession. They have posted that information online, and it has all gone away. So, A simple tweet, a simple Facebook post, whatever the case may be, is not enough. Right. Especially in these in, in these regards. And, and and let me you hit you hit me with that old adage what stays what happens on the internet stays on the internet forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me hit you with another one. What happens on the internet isn't true. Right. You know how exactly. you know how we're all talking about fake news and like that's like for for those of us who don't fall on the the shitty right wing side, um, it's a joke. And for everyone who is on that shitty right wing side, it's very much reality for them. Right. Um, here's the thing about the internet, right? Like you can basically say anything is or isn't true on yeah. the internet. Well, we've been gaslighted to the point that, like, we don't know and can't trust if something's been photoshopped or not at this point. That's, uh, I mean, absolutely, that's 100% correct. But think about that for a second. Corey Feldman puts one tweet out. Right. Says, these are the people. Those people say, no, we didn't. What are you talking about? Everyone says, okay, we believe the people. And Corey dies in obscurity. Right. That's, that is how this goes. Right. 
Corey makes a documentary that's harder to disprove in a single tweet. That's that's the best fucking scenario we have. Right. Corey makes a movie that is a fictionalized accounting of his life and names the people who assaulted him as as a child. That is actually easier to say ha no than a tweet. Right. Because at least with a tweet, a journalist would probably look at that and go, hey, uh, are you sure y'all didn't do this? Because he says you did. And he's been saying that six people have done this for a while. A movie comes out and everyone goes, yeah, that's bullshit. Also, this movie sucked. Don't go watch it. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. It goes way further than, you know, the collective forgetting of a website or a person or a, a, an internet meme or anything like that. Like, I get it. Stuff disappears off the internet all the time, and when it comes back, it's like fucking finding the lost ark. Yeah. But this is not that. This is, I don't want to hear it, I being people who don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Corey Feldman doesn't mean anything to me. Right. That's some shit. That is, that is shitty. That sucks. But this is what's going to happen when Corey releases this film, if he ever does. And, and I mean, that's the other question. Will he actually ever release it? Who knows? Will I, this I, don't, I money... don't think this is going to do it. I, I mean, really we'll check don't. back. There are two months left on this on this kick, uh, uh, Indiegogo campaign. But can, can I tell you like one big thing that's really eating me about this? <clears throat> and the more that I'm looking yeah. here, looking at it, the more that I'm thinking about it, it's just it's it's bugging me. Think about it is. I think Corey knew what he was doing. I really do. In the creation of this, I, I, I truly fully believe he knew he was making promises. He did not intend to fully keep. Okay. With I- Kickstarter, that kind of thing doesn't fly. Like the, the information that you provide has to be 100% accurate to the product that you are offering. It has to, um, with Indiegogo, the, the rules and the, and the regulations are so lax on it. You could really say and do whatever, just as long as people give you money, you're good to go. Take it and run. Um, Indiegogo is really one of the absolute shittiest fucking crowd uh, crowdfunding services I could think of. I I I, I just I don't well, trust anything on this website. <laughs> I don't like. I just don't. I've I seen mean, okay. so many cons on this website. Uh, that and that's fair. I mean, here's the th- here's what I would say, right? Uh, the main difference between Kickstarter and Indiegogo are the the fact that you don't get your money back if, like, you get your money back if the Kickstarter fails. Uh, Except for Flex. Except no, I'm, for about, Flex. I'm talking about Kickstarter. Except for Flex. It also exists on, on Kickstarter, I it, promise. It, okay. I mean, it, it hadn't when I was using Kickstarter. Yeah, it, it's there now. Looking at Kickstarter. Yeah, there's like, flexible goals and things now. Yeah, because it used to be that Kickstarter was basically like you either make all of the money or none, or of, it. none of the money. Right. And I think obviously if, it, you know, what you're saying, you know, that's probably because people are like, oh, but we want our money. Exactly and why this has a flexible goal. Like I said, he set these Indiegogo. things as such ridiculous goals. There, There's not like a $10. There's not a $5 tier. This is the first time that I've ever seen like the, the lowest tier be something as outrageous as $50. I've never seen that before up until this very mm. specific... Project. Well, I mean, these are perks. So you can still back it for $8. You can back it for $5. But, like, the thing is, is that you want... The the reason we have these perks, right, is 
or we, I'm not fucking part of this team. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason they have perks like this is because they want people to feel like there's more buy-in. You were talking about that with our Kickstarter, with our Patreon. Right. Um, and, and I mean, our tiers are not going to just be one dollar, two dollars. No, $3. no, no. But what like, I'm saying is, like, even like I said, like this is the very first time though that I've ever seen the very lowest tier be fifty dollars. Yeah. I have never seen that, regardless of how outrageous or expensive the project right. was. Right. Like, there's, there's not even a, there's not even like, hey, if you say, if you give us five dollars, we'll say thanks. Like that's exactly. You'll right. get a business card. Like here's Corey Feldman's business card. Don't ever talk to him. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Uh, to wrap this up, Corey Feldman. What has happened to you in your life is awful. I I think you are incredibly misguided and incredibly damaging to what you're you're trying to do in the fashion that you're trying to do it in. Because what this looks like to any person, whether they are someone who believes that this is a problem in Hollywood or not, and sadly there are a lot more of the people who don't believe this is a problem than there are the, who do, what this looks like is a cold, bold-faced money grab. Yeah. it That's what it looks like. It sucks to say because I believe you. I, I believe that what happened to you is, is true and real. And it's fucked your life up in a lot of ways. And you're trying to deal with that the best way that you can. I don't know if, if that's something that you are working on all the time. Probably. But this is a money grab. And if you have any integrity, you should turn this into something else. There should be some charity involved, potentially. If you just want to ask for, for fucking lawyers, do that, because people will absolutely support you. But don't, for the love of fuck, come at us with, I'm going to make a fictional movie about my life. We don't need to see that shit. I don't no. believe that anything in Walk the Line actually happened. Right. Well, what the fuck? Like, or not actually happened, but I don't believe that anything happened the way exactly that it did. Johnny Cash's life wasn't all drugs and horrible shit. No, there were days the when he did his fucking like, taxes. Yeah. We don't see that shit. We he just took see a shit a couple of times. Shit. Like, yeah. The, and that's the, that's the whole thing. It's it's not a, it's not that I don't believe this man. It's that I believe him, and I believe that he is doing damage to his shit. By trying to go in this whimsical fucking direction, it's, it's not just damaging his shit. It's damaging it's, everybody it's, who has. A it's story him about sacrificing his credibility and damaging and almost prohibiting the ability for anyone else to step forward who are victims in the way that he was and expecting to be um, and held with any sort of uh, credibility like uh, that that's the reality you sacrificing your integrity is fucking over so many people yeah that and, and i i hear in my head a a a weird not even a weird but like a, a pretty standard reaction to conversations like this of oh you're tone policing yeah. You're policing his tone he should speak his truth the way he wants to speak it yeah no cool i get that I absolutely do. If you want to go say fuck you to Harvey Weinstein or you want to say fuck you to potentially Steven Spielberg or someone else, fucking say fuck you. I don't care if it looks pleasant or pretty. Say fuck you. Get that shit out. Be cathartic. But if your way of doing it is fucking the film equivalent of interpretive dance, 
I'm sorry. Like, a $10 million interpretive dance on an Indiegogo with a $10 million flexible goal. One mil- Was it $10 million? Well, the, the, the flexible goal is regardless. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, no, fuck all that noise. Like, I'm sorry, I really am. I know it sounds like I'm shitting on the way that he wants to speak his truth, but the fact is, he could have said the six names on Matt Lauer. He could have said the six names at any point. Mm-hmm. He doesn't because he's afraid, and I get that, but the way that he is saying I'm going to how I'm going to deal with it, my fear is by making $10 million and making it a story that doesn't actually have any impact whatsoever because it's going to be fictionalized. And whenever a story is fictionalized, there is room for plausible deniability. The people he is protecting the people he says hurt him. Exactly. And that is a sign of that like that is definitely a sign that he has definitely been abused. And I recognize that, but he is putting a lot of people in danger. Well, because the people remember right I said Matt Lauer told asked him, like, hey, why don't you say it now? There are people who could potentially be hurt right now. And Corey Feldman said, I know, but I can't. Those people can't come out at all. They cannot right. come forward. They cannot say, this person hurt me. This person sexually assaulted me. This person abused me. They can't fucking say it anymore. Well, and they already don't have anyone at their back anyway. Like A movie. Yeah, you're the one person standing in their fucking corner, apparently, according to you and, right and you're, now. And you're basically acting like a carnival barker. I don't understand this. Yeah. I don't under I don't understand this. What makes it even worse, though, so, um, and, and I am not here for the for the shit that I'm tone policing right now because you know what? Again, he can literally say whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. I would support him if he's going to try to raise money for a legal team, absolutely. But I'm right. not supporting this bullshit. Well, there's there's another part of this that makes it even more bullshit, and I don't know if you noticed this, but on this. You said it's one hundred dollars, one hundred dollars, one thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand, two million, a million, yeah, one million. The reality is the prices that he just gave you were all discounted by fifty percent. The reality is that CD was two hundred originally. Whenever yeah. this, oh, yeah, this yeah, yeah, went yeah. live, that one million was originally two million. Um, these, this was a project that was set for the sake of making money. It, it wasn't about. The protection of anyone so ultimately and and while you're 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 a little more sensitive about this like you're you're a little more understanding the reality is like i i believe cory feldman too and i again i do i empathize and i both i also sympathize to a degree yeah with cory feldman about what he's going through i empathize for the fact that you need that legal team and you need that resource. You need that backing. You need that protection. Absolutely. But you know what? He could go fuck himself whenever it comes to this shit. He could jump right in line with every other person who wants to sit there. Again, we, we, we talked about this. About the, you know, you know, just fuck you. There's other podcasts. At this point, this is almost as fucking bad. No, you know what this this is actually reminding me of as we're talking about this for fucking almost two hours at this point? Mm-hmm. It reminds me of Kevin Spacey. Yep. Like, obviously, it sucks that Kevin Spacey, you know, fucking hurt a kid. Yeah. And that's awful. Yeah. But the fact is, he immediately changed the story on, well, I'm also gay. Yeah. It does the same shit. This is the same type of shit. It's... 
I'm going to turn around a tragedy that's actually affecting a lot more people, and I'm going to make it about me. But it's not going to be about me in the negative way where it's like, oh, here's what happened. It's, oh, hey, look, I'm doing a thing. Or, yep. hey, I'm a thing. I'm gay. Cool. Awesome. Fuck you. Hey, congratulations Fuck on you, you coming out, except for the fact you touched that little kid. So, fuck eh. opportunist bullshit. Exactly. There's there is no room for this shit. Right. The reason people are believing all of the folks who said me too and told their stories is because all of these people individually have been told that nobody believes them before. They've been told that their abuse is normal that it's natural that it's just going to be the way it is you're they've, just a kid nobody will believe you they've been told for their entire lives that everything that's ever happened to them is a figment of their imagination and they decided to say fuck off everybody right they said fuck off to every single person who has ever laughed in their face or not believed them or just casually went out and hung out with the people who raped them and didn't ever fucking stop to think this person's done something horrible and the people who participated in that shit gained a sense of uh community out of seeing other people share their stories and seeing that other people have survived right Corey feldman is manipulating people into giving him money he's an opportunist pig mm-hmm who is using this opportunity to make his docu or docudrama to make his life story so that he could be just as big as Johnny Cash getting his own doc or getting his own film. Yeah. It's not a documentary, it's not a fucking piece of journalism. This is not Corey Feldman going, you know, here is the Santa Monica police report that i gave in 19 fucking 90 whenever the fuck yeah here are the names i can't say them out loud but you can go back and look at these names they're not redacted they're in public record right they are here i gave them the names when i was talking about the michael jackson shit this is who in hollywood fucked with everyone including me so one thing I do want to point out, and and I'm this, fucking pissed. I'm sorry. Oh no, I'm right there with you. Um, I'm still hung up on the on the scammy shit, and I'm sorry. Um, probably focusing on the wrong part, but this is the part that I want anyone considering giving this man money. Anyone considering this, you're you're getting you're getting an album that's four ninety nine on iTunes. Well, that, right that's now. not that's. I mean, it. that's no, that, that, that's ultimately it. Yeah, it's part of it. Yeah. But, the, but you're buying more. an album that's four dollars and ninety nine cents right. on iTunes. But there, there's you can there's, fucking pirate it. That, that's true. You don't uh, want to. It's no, bad. No, it's garbage. I mean, it's overhyped. But but that's it's kind not of even overhyped. It's just not hyped. But that's kind of kind of taking me back where where I'm I'm hung up on because this wouldn't be the first time yeah. he has oversold something. And lied about something just for the sake of making the money. Um, put a sheen he's that... known for his lingerie parties. Yeah. His lingerie parties. He makes all these big promises. There's this big game room, and there's all this blah blah blah. Like there's a lot of like insider accounts of what mm -hmm. actually happened at those parties. Um, 
only way people were able to get in is by signing waivers promising that they weren't talk taking pictures and all that stuff. They couldn't name specifics of anything. But like there are people who actually got in and took secret pictures with hidden cameras and actually showed what happened. Then he attempted to sue those people. I think Vice actually had an article based Vice. on one of those. Um, of well, it was, Vice. Vice it was Vice. one. Vice was one. It would be Vice, though. Yeah. Um, there, there was people. also the fact that one of the quote-unquote angels in his band just recently actually came out on Facebook and outed him for the amount of money that he owed uh, like the the costume designers, set designers, promoters, managers, band members. Um, Are you saying he's not a profitable musician? Well, that is exactly what I'm saying. And that he needs money desperately because he's in mountains of debt. Oh, that is exactly what I'm saying. That but would there, definitely there, suck. There are there are instances to what I understand though that he does have the money and just refuses to pay. So what I am saying is basically take everything, all of this with a grain of salt. Ultimately, if Corey Feldman wanted to out these people, he would. And if Corey Feldman wanted to out these people with a dollar sign, he would do so under the guidance of someone who actually knew how to not look as scammy as this fucking shit is. You would, he would actually make an attempt to hold himself to a higher standard then what he has for this past several years, he would attempt to be upright, honest, truthful, and transparent with everything that he was doing whenever it came to these business, or, or, or I guess... Multi-million, multi-billion dollar... I, it's really in, hard to even call this magnets. shit's like entertainment. Like, it's hard for me to say that this is even business because, like, it's so unprofessional. It is so shady. It is so fucked up. It is. Like, this muddies the water of so many conversations, just like you said, Kevin Spacey, with what he did. Muddied the water on the conversation whenever it came to LGBT rights, or LGBTQ rights, and a person who may not actually be on board with LGBTQ rights just because they weren't properly informed or educated. This is muddying the waters in the same fucking way, except whenever it comes to child abuse. And it's fucked. It's fucked. It's, it's super fucked. And I don't know that there's much more to say about it. Um, there are other examples of men who uh, do shit like sexually harass and assault women, mm-hmm. um, who use their power to try to manipulate people and get what they want. And y- you know what? I have a I have a pretty positive feeling about how shit's gonna go with this neck this current round of backlash against people who think it's okay to get that they they can just get away with this shit. Um, but I'm not holding my breath that this Corey Feldman thing is gonna be any good, and no. it's it's gonna be or, a fucking train wreck. Or even and it's that gonna, it's going to exist. I mean, yeah. Well, that's the other not. thing. If it exists, it's gonna be shitty. Um, and and that's uh, that's awful. Because, unfortunately, we do live in a fucking society in which people don't believe survivors. And that is not a thing that should be. People should believe survivors. But they have every... Basically, they want every opportunity to not. Right. They don't want to face a reality in which someone... uh, And I don't have any fucking idea, but let's say Steven Spielberg or let's say fucking uh 
not Harold Ramis, but uh, the guy who does uh, who 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 produced all the Ghostbusters movies, or fucking you know whoever the fuck mm-hmm. Stanley Kubrick. I don't know. He's dead. Yeah. Like they don't want to live in a world in which those people did this. They don't want to live in a world in which uh, the producers they know did this. Like, do you do you want to hear a story about how George Lucas did this to somebody if that actually happened? No, it's easier to fucking talk about Michael Jackson or Be, right, talk because... about someone like fucking uh, Bill Cosby just because, once again, these people aren't They're not in their relevant. prime. They're, also, right. both they're, Michael they're, Jackson and Bill Cosby black. Exactly. You know, they're as much as Bill Cosby is a fucking shit. Yeah. Gonna say a couple of the reactions to Bill Cosby raping multiple women yeah. was a little racist. Yeah. I think we've definitely gotten some professional distance on that to say that. Right. Uh, but, I mean, the same thing goes for Michael Jackson. I mean, everybody thought he was... Uh, they automatically assumed. Yeah. And... It was probably true, but no. Well, I mean, they after he they died, were, they did find a ton of child porn. Oh no, absolutely. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they jumped on that bandwagon because he was he's black, because he was kind of a freak. Yeah. And it was easy to do. You know, there, there's. I can't believe I'm going to drop this in a in a fucking. Well, here we go. Uh, it, no, it's just weird because like. If you want a good idea, like the the perfect song of all people who would ever write a song that was perfect for this scenario, John LaJoy, the guy from fucking uh, this is weird. Yeah, it's it's about to get weird. Um, the Isn't guy from fucking Canadian? the League. He wrote um, uh, High as Fuck. He wrote Cold Blooded Christmas. He's a comedian, mm-hmm. right? Wrote a song called Michael Jackson is Dead. And it's all about the people who sat there and cried and mourned over Michael Jackson being dead. While yesterday you were making jokes about him looking like a skeletal alien, and he was all he did was diddle kids and all that stuff, you know. And like, I mean, he made a jokey song, but my God, was it like on the nose and fucking perfect for for the way society treated him? Um, You know, no, I mean, it was very true. And and and. There is no sympathy for people who possess child pornography or who have ever committed child sexual assault. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the reaction be- between Harvey Weinstein and Michael Jackson, completely different, even though they've done the same fucking shit. Yeah. At the very least. Um, but when we come back, we're going to end the show out and uh, do some recommendations on our other podcast. Yep. Which I've forgotten the name of. I haven't forgotten the name. Um, suggested listening. Yeah, there you go. Terminus Media's suggested listening. Termi Potty suggested listening. All right, but uh, we'll be back. We'll end the show. It's been two hours. This is a fucking monster. God. And uh, and that's that's not even counting the the seven minutes of bloopers. <laughs> Sick where I had kids. a fucking meltdown. Anyway, we'll see you in the, on the end of this. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. We're back. We had to fight over who got to introduce the next he segment. He pointed at me and yelled at me in whispers. I did. I, I he poked silently at, He yelled. poked me very, I, very hard. I poked him in the shoulder. I'm very sorry. Yeah, that's going to leave a, a mark. No, it shouldn't leave a mark any more than that one time I hit you. That left a mark. I know. I'm sorry.
Okay, uh, it's the end of the show, and this is weird because we haven't really done an end show segment in a while. Yeah, we haven't. No, usually we uh, we just kind of tack it on to the end and we just say whatever the fuck comes to our minds. But uh, today on the show, I want to, of course, thank everyone who has listened to us um, for the past almost 20 weeks. It's kind of crazy to think about, but uh, we are in the twilight months of the year yeah we're coming up on 2018 gonna have a lot of fun with that um next week saturday the 11th i think that's um veterans day i think so uh there is devil in god's country which is an art show thing at our local um I guess music place. Uh, it used to be called the Conservatory. Now it's called 89th, 89th Street, Street Collective. Collective. Yeah, and uh, they're gonna be having some live music um, and probably some spooky poetry and probably some good art. A porn star conducting a satanic ritual. Is that happening? That is happening. Well, fuck. All right. Um, we'll do what we can to try to get some recording from that. I don't know if we have any equipment that's good enough for that, but I will definitely be there. We could try. So come say hi. I'm the nerd. I'm the fat nerd wearing the Steven universe shirt with a beard. I don't know what I'll be wearing. Don't worry about it. That's just what I dress every day now. That's true. You're only ever wearing like two shirts anymore. Right. And you can't talk about the one shirt I'm wearing because it's contractually not able to be said by anybody. Sprint. There we go. Um, <laughs> but no, so I'll, I'll be there and, and uh, it'll be a good time. Hopefully I'll get some good stuff for the show. Yeah. Um, might interview the uh, person putting it on, which would be fun. That'd be cool. Uh, other than that, we've got stuff going on. Of course, Jeremy has a radio program that he does every Monday nights um called the terminus project of course it is part of the terminus media brand of projects uh and also a flagship show at renegaderadio.net which is a wonderful internet radio website um that has been very very patient with us um (laughs) me as the producer and jeremy as the host of this show uh he's done a fantastic last couple of shows if you you have heard um the pre-halloween show was very gothy Thank you. And then last week was very gothy, but also rockish and Halloweeny. There was some um, Rocky Horror Pictures showing Tom Petty in there. There you go. Mix them with some Susie and the Banshees. Um, Monday, I'm also going to be doing a radio program called Multinational Mosh. Um, Every other I Monday. haven't made the playlist for that yet. Good. But guess what? I don't work Monday. So I might even just come on over and we'll fucking work on some shit. Let's do it. Uh Hell yeah. I know the, this playlist right here is like so much stoner metal. Yeah, well, I've got to find at least 30 Swedish punk bands. Yeah. That, I don't know if there are 30 Swedish punk bands who have ever existed. Well, there's Brandy. There mm-hmm. is... There's Mass Hysteri. Yeah. There's Anti-Sect, I think. Anti-Sect, yeah. Okay. They just actually, I think, released a new album. It's not very That's good. That's not even surprising. It's not very they good, though. They haven't been good for a little bit, though. Yeah, no, they're definitely not crust anymore. Anyway, yeah. not the point. The point is, uh, it is a podcast. Not wolf. Ooh, fuck, it's not a podcast. Never put an actual podcast version of this show. It is a radio program that uh, explores different countries, punk rock and hardcore music. Uh, and it's been really cool. Um, I've done Spain. I've done Japan. It's been cool. Um, 
surprised Jimmy. I haven't been fired yet. Yeah, I know. After the last episode, I'm I'm surprised you didn't say anything. I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't text me like, "Hey, you can't come to my house anymore." Um, he, Dad banned me from you. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot produce on this show. Uh, <laughs> Jerry fired. He fired you from a volunteer position. <laughs> That's actually possible. He could do that any he day. Could. But he could. He could just pull the cord and say, fuck you. I, I definitely have enjoyed the work that Jeremy has done with uh, RenegadeRadio.net. He's got some amazing stuff on the pipeline. Um, and we've also got some other podcasts in the Terminus Media Network thing. Uh, we've got uh, Anarchy in Beach City, which is a legacy show about steven universe it's basically like if you listen to this american life and enjoyed that but you also like steven universe and were very upset that the two did not meet uh that's the show for you second episode should be out very soon i cannot make any promises anymore at this point but anyway all that to say uh we got that we've got uh monday morning dumpster dive which is a podcast i do with yael grower uh, she's an amazing journalist out of uh, Phoenix, just Arizona. Um, but we talk about different news dumps that happen um, every Friday. Um, and we release on Monday because we want that story to be out in the open. The last one we did was on a uh, cybersecurity thing. I cannot remember the fucking topic of my own podcast. I know. It's it's a it's a fucking travesty. I'm You're gonna doing get ringed. really good. I'm doing super great. Oh no, it was a reauthorization of a uh, provision of some kind of surveillance shit that basically allowed uh, the NSA and FBI and everyone to spy on Americans. So good. Nineteen eighty four. We're doing great. Um, so go listen to that. It's on Apple Podcast. As is this show. All of the podcasts that we have are on Apple Podcasts. And you can actually do us a really big favor. Um, This is something we haven't really pushed a lot because we are afraid of success. Um, But if you like the Terminus podcast, if you like the work that we do, if you like hearing us uh, say shit, uh, I implore you to leave a rating and review on our Apple Music page, or I'm sorry, Apple Podcast page. Um. Go to Apple Podcasts, search for the Terminus Podcast with Trevor and Jeremy, and leave a good old like, a review, maybe give us four or five stars, whatever you feel is appropriate. I don't want to say, give us the five stars, because I don't We're know definitely if we deserve not five that. Star. <laughs> but if, uh, if you feel that we deserve a, a good ranking, that would definitely help us out. Um, well, what not it does, only that, we, as... We make this show because we know that the listeners we know there, you like it. We see you. We, we like you. But we want to like know. Us. We want to know you. We want to interact with you. We At the very yeah. You. So leave a like. Leave a, a rating. Leave a comment. Um, and what that actually does is it helps push us up further in the charts. Um, and get us known. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the more that happens, uh, someone at Apple actually listens to those podcasts, and then they they say, oh hey look, it's a cool podcast. And, you know, other people fucking listen to it and go, oh, hey, it's not very good, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and that kind of thing is, is really helpful to us. And it, it, it means that we can grow and, and hopefully sell out one day and become corporate sponsored and have to fucking talk about Blue Apron and uh, Stamps.com, Stamps. you know, all those fun things. I will still talk about Blue Apron, though. 
I had delicious per, uh, pork burgers tonight. I hate you. It was so good. Anyway. I'm so hungry. Anyway, um, leave us a rating, all that other fun stuff. I don't think I can say that anymore. I think I've hit my contractually obligated three. Uh, and, of course, if you liked our theme song today, you can go listen to it at kevinmoantherreptiles.bandcamp.com. Thank you to Kevin Moan for the use of that theme song. The name is Police State and is off the album Kevin Moan the Reptiles. KevinMoanTheReptiles.bandcamp.com. Not dot com. That, Not that dot com. that's the porn site devoted also, to that 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 album. Yeah, exactly. That, that entire EP was a soundtrack. Actually, it was to to a pornography in it. It was, and it was fantastic. Of course, you can always listen to Kevin Moan's hit song "Police State" on. Now that's what I call music, Volume sixty and nine. Ooh, it's the sex number. That is the sex number. You, did you see me pivot like mid sentence? So like, yeah, yeah, yeah that I, was good. I know what that is. <laughs> so, um, that's thank you so what much all for the listening. cool kids keep talking about, right? Yes. Uh, now, thank you guys so much for listening. Please tune in next week. Um, middle of this week, I hope to get the Austin uh, interview from. Cold Neon Fetish. It'll out. be out next year. It'll, yeah, you know what? We'll just we'll put it as our our uh, New Year's Eve special because I know Jeremy's gonna get wasted on New Year's Eve. Oh, dude, I'm gonna be so trash. And he needs someone to drive him in a push cart around. Oakland I get City. I get just sloppy drunk sick every exactly every New Year's Eve one <laughs> because basically I here here's the thing. This is the reason. Okay, uh-huh. like. I make New Year's resolutions, and I know I'm lying to myself. So I get super drunk, blame my resolution on the alcohol, and then whenever I fail to keep my resolution, I can blame it on the fact that I was drunk. There you go. Uh, Remember to turn your clocks back one hour if they don't do it automatically, because it is daylight savings time, and that has been the only informative thing we've ever posted on this show. So fucking archaic. You're welcome. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to the Termist Podcast. Baby birds, stay safe in the dark, deep night. We love you. Please take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. We're all we have. We love you so. Much.